0: Hello and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast, Brother Jeremy here. I want to go back to the book of Matthew chapter number 16 and verse number 18 where Jesus said, upon this rock. I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We've been talking about the church over the last couple of podcasts, and we want to continue that today. And we've talked about the importance of the church in our life. Way of introduction on a couple podcasts ago, we talked about how vital the church is, how you ought to build your life around the church. Because the church is going to stand the test of time. They've thrown it to the lions. The lions didn't eat it. They've thrown it to the fire. The fire didn't burn it. It's fought a lot of wars, but the wars didn't defeat it. You need to stay with the church because it will prevail. We have the promise of God that the church will prevail. And we've been talking about that, the prevailing of the church. We have the promise of prevailing. And the reason is, first of all, we talked about on the last podcast Behold, thou art Peter, and upon this rock, this rock, not Peter, but Jesus, I will build my church. He is the cornerstone of the church. And then we started talking, and we didn't finish talking about the contractor of the church. He said, I will build. I will build. Not the preacher, not the member, not the singers. Jesus is the contractor. And we need to get our hands off of the church and let God build it. Put the church in God's hands. But preacher, I don't like this about my church, or I don't like this about our church. And well, first off, you're making the mistake of calling it our church. It's not our church. It's God's church. And he said, I will build my church. Well, Brother Jeremy, he just thinks he's the boss over there. Thanks to Calvary. No, not the boss. Just here to make sure no one else is the boss. Just the overseer. God's the one in charge. I look around sometimes at what God's doing, and I'm amazed at the blessings of God on our church because that's exactly what it is. It is the blessings of God. God is building a church in spite of us. You mark this down. The devil does not like what's going on when a church is on fire because it's marching into his territory. It's rescuing POWs out of his camp. It's snatching some out of the grips of hell and the devil doesn't like it. And mark it down, when you start doing something for God, he'll raise his army of demons up against the church and he'll visit your church. You just count on it, he's coming. But the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Jesus, the Bible teaches us, loved the church and gave himself for it. It's the bride of Christ. If the devil knew what you and I know, And he knows, I don't know why he don't quit, but boy, if I knew what the devil knows, I'd quit because the church is the wife of Jesus, the daughter-in-law of God. And they're going to see to it that no harm come to the church. You know, Jesus builds the church and you know how he builds it. He doesn't build it through singings and I'm for singings and he doesn't build it through uh, hot dog suppers, and I'm for getting together and having fun, and youth me, I'm all for it. You know how God builds the church? Acts chapter 2, when the church was in formation, he added to the church daily such as should be saved. How does God build the church? By new converts, by people getting saved. Now, I'll just challenge you right here. If your church is stagnant, and again, there I was using that, your, if God's church is stagnant, if, if that place where you worship is stagnant and things are not going as well as things, go win somebody to God. Go get a sinner saved. It'll be amazing what that'll do for the church. I hear t- tell uh, stories of people that uh, have gone a year, two years without somebody getting saved. Not long ago, Jeremiah, my son, was preaching in a church and he had a couple people saved in a revival. And everybody was just, overwhelmed and a a person come up to him said brother jeremiah said that's the first person we've had saved all year man get out and beat down the bushes run up the road and give out a gospel track and tell somebody about jesus because nothing will help and excite a church like a sinner getting saved a sinner getting born again it, it works. That's how God builds the church through the preaching of the gospel. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth. And I'm telling you, the church can still be built in 2023 by soul winning, by preaching the gospel, by sharing your testimony. That's how God builds the church. And you know what? We've gone to all types of programs and promotions And I'm not against it. We do something all the time at Thanks to Calvary, special events, special days. This past uh, Lord's Day, we had red, white, and blue Sunday. And uh, we do things all the time. I love it. But that's not the primary purpose of the church ministry. It's to get people the gospel and to see them saved. And so he will build his church through the preaching of the gospel. Acts chapter 2, verse 38 says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Repentance, remission, and regeneration. That's the work of God in building the church. He builds it by salvation. God builds the church by soul winning. Now you hear this. There are people that change churches and go to this church. We've got some folks in our church that have come from other churches, but God doesn't build the church through sheep winning. I'm not after other people's members. Sometimes they change and they'll come and I understand that. And I always try to be respectful and call other pastors and say, Hey, you've got a member here. Uh, Is there any problems? Things like that. I understand. Seasons change, but we are not to build the church through sheep winning. We're to build the church through, through soul winning the proselyting going after somebody else's members that's ungodly and i'm not against people coming to thanks to calvary from another church i realize god moves people sometimes from one church to another and i can't be ugly when he moves somebody from my church (laughs) oh man you know us, us preachers we're funny creatures we we don't mind taking somebody else's members in but we don't want anybody to take our members in people are people And I realize God moves people sometimes, but man, we don't need to be in sheep winning. We need to be in soul winning. I heard and read one time, you know, most pastors are not fishers of men. They're just keepers of the aquarium and swapping out fish. I'm not talking about that. We need to get out and go soul win. We need to win somebody to God. Pastor, preacher, are you listening? Have you ever won anybody to God? When's the last time you won anybody to God? Are you even concerned about winning anybody to God? And so we need to understand that. And I've had people come to Thanks to Calvary and say, Preacher, I I, 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 I visited your church in a revival. And I, I, our church, where I've been going, there's no power. My young people are starving to death. I understand that. But you got to call that pastor out of respect. And the second thing is I don't ever approach them. I let them approach me. I don't go visit another man's members until they've approached me. And I tell folks that are coming from other churches to find where God wants them. If he wants you at Thanks to Calvary, well, praise God. But if he doesn't want you here, I'll be praying for the will of God for your life. And of course, you want more folks to come to your church. Better crowds, better offerings, more workers. But the most important thing is, does God want them in the church? And I'm for new people coming. Don't you get me wrong. But God's plan for building the church is soul winning. And if we want our church to grow, we better get busy winning souls. Don't complain about stagnant services if you don't come to soul winning. Don't complain about the church sitting still if you're not praying for sinners. Don't complain about the church not growing if you're not passing out tracts and giving your testimony. We've got people all over this country that are minimizing the importance of the church. They, they use local radio stations as their church. I heard a preacher on the radio not long ago talking about how they were having church on the radio. No, you're not having church. You're doing a radio broadcast, a ministry of the church. Isn't that dumb as a box of rocks? How are you going to have church if you're not assembled? The definition of church is assembly, ecclesia, called out assembly. And the church is being minimized. And now we've got the Internet, live stream services. Uh, online campus, where'd you find that in, in God's Word? Oh, we're glad to have our online campus today. Hogwash. Those people need to go find a local church. I've even seen online services where they're talking about sending their tithes in. Our online campus, sending their tithes in. That is not scriptural. That is not of God. Boy, the church needs to be magnified. The assembling of the church needs to be magnified. Well, Brother Jeremy, don't you do live stream? I sure do. And I have a lot of folk that watch it after they leave their church. I cannot control what someone else does. But we use the live stream. I've got a lot of shut-ins that I was talking to one last week. And she said, preacher's just not the same. But I watch every service. I can't get there. I want to be there. And I can't get there. And you know... um, I'm glad we have that for her and for others like that. But a lot of people are using the live stream as an excuse to lay out the house of God. And my friend, it's wicked and it's ungodly. God's plan is for you to be in person at the house of God. If there's a extenuating circumstance... You know something beyond your control. I understand that. If your family's on vacation and and uh, you'd rather watch your live feed service at your home church than go find a church somewhere, because that can be interesting. I've done it. Um, I understand that. Or if you had to work late and you pick up the service, once you get home, that's another story altogether, but to just lay back in your recliner and uh, feed it to your TV and sit there and watch church. That is not the will of God. Well, I don't know how I got off on all that, but it's right. The church needs to be magnified. You need to make much of the church. Need to make much of the church. Jesus loved the church and gave himself for it. And I believe we ought to love the church and give ourselves for it. Acts 8 says Saul was persecuting the church. And Acts 9, Jesus says, You're persecuting me. When you fight the church, you fight Jesus. When you tear down the church, you tear down Jesus. When you run down the church, you run down Jesus. And I believe when you magnify the church, you magnify Jesus. We need to start magnifying the church. We need to start magnifying the church. And then we see not only that. I'm going to go ahead and give you this. We see the cornerstone of the church, and we see the contractor of the church, but then we see the conqueror of the church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The church has conquering power, the church has victory. The church will prevail, the church will advance. Why, preacher? Because of the resurrection. The gates of hell. Hell is that Greek word Hades, translated death and the grave. When death comes, it brings despair. The whole reason behind death and despair is sin. That three terrible enemies of the church, death, despair, and sin. And in the context of the scripture, Jesus is living, but he's predicting his death. And the church will prevail and survive because he broke down the gates of death and hell and came forth a conqueror. He took the keys of death and hell. And the church is going to conquer and prevail because we serve a risen Savior. Our hope is in the resurrection. Because He lives, we can face tomorrow. We don't serve a dead God. We don't serve a statue. We don't serve a God made of wood or stone. We serve a risen Savior. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church because He's already won the victory. Our cornerstone. The church is not going down. The church is going up. The church is going up. And though the world continues to grow more vile and more wicked, as the Bible predicted and prophesied, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. You hear me and hear me well. Jesus, the cornerstone, the bridegroom, the head, he's the cornerstone of the building. He's the bridegroom of the bride. He's the head of the building. Uh, Of the body, and Jesus is going to help the church prevail. Man, I'm telling you, I thank God the church is is going to rise. Stay with it; it will prevail. All three are going to happen. He is the cornerstone, the contractor, and the conqueror. All three of those are in the Lord Jesus. He is our hope. He is our security. And thank God, we've got the the promise that the church will prevail. Stay with it. Stay with it. If it's stagnant, go out and get somebody saved. Go out and give the gospel. There's power in the gospel. And that's what I challenge you every time on the podcast, to be salt and light. Go out today and be salt and light. It will change your church. Someone will get born again. Someone will come. Someone will see Jesus in you and say, I'm going to go visit that church. And it'll help the church. Go out today and be salt and light. The world is dirty and dark, needs purifying and illuminating. Go out today and make a difference in somebody's life. If you're listening to this in the evening, plan on purpose. Tomorrow, I'm going to get up. I'm going to pray. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to get filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to get actively involved in building, helping build God's church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Until the next Treasures of Truth podcast, God bless you.